If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on? Welcome to episode 57 of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh. Player two on this one is Hate Zero. What's up, man? What is going on, NPC fam? It's Hate Zero, your hero. Ah, that, that is always old. Um, Every time. We got, we, got, we got player three, player four, and player five. These guys are devs from Floor Kids. We're so excited to chat with these guys. So how are you guys doing? Mike, how you doing? I'm doing awesome tonight. Awesome, Thank awesome. You very much. John, how are you? Yo, what's up? John John Animation. Nice, dude. Doing? Nice. And uh, Eric, a.k.a. Kid Koala. What's up, man? I'm super delirious. I just got off a plane from Chile. It's <laughs> nice to be here. All right. Well, we're glad you're here. So before we uh, before we get into this thing, real quick, guys, if you want to go to audibletrial.com slash NPC, you can get yourself a free book from Audible and you help support this show. Pick up a book like Super Mario or Ready Player One. That's audibletrial.com slash NPC. The chair I'm sitting in is from opseat.com. Comfortable, affordable gaming chairs. You can save yourself $10 by using coupon code N64Josh. Also, if you want to get yourself an extra podcast, go check out Patreon.com com slash n64 josh that's the ads let's get to the good stuff all right so usually when we have guests on what we like to do is find out about your nintendo history so mike we're gonna start with you man what's uh what's your what's your history with nintendo what'd you cut your teeth on what what made you the gamer that you are today oh well um this the Nintendo Entertainment System was the first thing I played, obviously, right? Um, but I never actually had one. My parents refused to get me one. And eventually they caved and they brought back a, a Sega Master System. And I was like, no, what did you do? Why did you do that? And uh, Did you have Altered uh, Beasts at least? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I hung out at my friends' places uh, in my childhood, and um, you know, played Mario and Duck Hunt and um, all of those things. Actually, I really liked Duck Hunt. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> that was a great game. It, it, um, is. it was. <laughs> and so the first uh, first actual Nintendo system I had was the N sixty four, and I played that one to death. Uh, you know, Goldeneye and mario kart um with friends uh religiously all the time and and got really good at those and uh i got the wii um you know lots of random games for the wii uh really that's where uh uh what was the uh rhythm guitar hero was that yeah that was for the wii right guitar hero there was also rock band i had that correct they were both on there um and so that's probably where the the music rhythm game stuff started um and continues today and somehow we made something like that now for the nintendo switch which is 
a good little sort of full circle. So yeah, it's I don't awesome. know, something like that. So because there's a, there's one special viewer in here who we have a debate about which zapper is better from the NES, the, the gray one or the orange one, which can you, could you help settle this debate, Mike? Is it the orange one or the gray one? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> my gut says like the good old classic gray one, but um... <laughs> that's the correct answer. That's that's what I that's, say. That's the there is no, no not. I don't know. You know what? I haven't come across too many orange ones. So um, I think the gray ones were the kind of the de facto. Uh, yeah, they were the first ones for sure. Yeah. So this is actually the first the first MUSB twelve hundred sampler is the gray one. Like that's the one public <laughs> uses stuff. That's the one you want. Okay. That's good they to know. They did issue those black on sides, but I don't know. I would default the gray anyway. If you look at any most of my album covers, I guess they're gray. Hey. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, let's. Let's hear about your uh, your gaming history. Kid is actually in full color. You know, I'm fully colorblind. Are you really? Yeah. <clears throat> so no. everything's gray to you. Yeah. He was also <laughs> bragging. Yeah, you were bragging about like Dev Kid being gray gunmetal, and you're like, that's a special one. Yeah. yeah and you're like, no. Every other it. switch he saw had crazy colors. <laughs> And so we had a bracelet. It was like, no, no, yeah. So we just buy that at Target. (laughs) Wait, so you guys have the black Joy Cons then, right? Like they're uh, they're gray. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, John, John, tell us about your history with uh, with Nintendo. Um, well, I'll start similar (laughs) similar sad story. I did not have an (laughs) NES. Until Super Nintendo hit, you know, came out, and then my parents were like, "I guess we could try to get you like a second hand somehow." <laughs> so, I had, you know, the NES with Duck Hunt, and uh, but actually, I remember like this this little this shooter discussion. I remember having a helmet, and you could shoot through the you could like aim with the eyepiece. It was like some kind of headgear thing. I definitely, I definitely remember some, uh, some toys from the eighties that, de- you know, that was like a big thing. I don't I just remember that just now. Yeah. So I was saying that. So <laughs> shooting duck hunt. Yeah. With your eye. <laughs> it was like, a, I'm, I'm picturing it like, like a Luke Skywalker cockpit helmet thing with like, it was like that. <laughs> How how did you fire? <laughs> did you blink to fire? <laughs> I kind of don't remember. <laughs> oh, there was like a sound thing, and you would like speak into it. You just what? yelled, yelled fire, like, ah. and then and then the, the, the crosshair would. You just see what I was shooting. I remember it. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll do some googling. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone knows. I don't. Nobody, I, don't okay. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. No. I'll have to Google it. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> I don't even know if you had a NES at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I did have a NES. And I played Mario 1, 2, 3. Those were all good. Um, and then I ended up getting a Super Nintendo, I think, probably when, like, 
Nintendo 64 came out, I was able to get a Super Nintendo. And I really loved Star Fox. And then when I got N64, I played Star Fox 64. So, like, Star Fox is probably my, like, all-time favorite game. Okay. Um, okay. And, you know, like, Mario Kart and GoldenEye and NBA Jam. Can't, can't forget it. Yeah. Gotta have that. Gotta um, have that. I think I was more of a casual player, like, uh, games where you play with a friend and try to beat them. You know, like NHL '94 or Street Fighter stuff like that. The, yeah. the, none of those are really casual games. Those, I mean, most friendships are ended over Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you play them with your eye. <laughs> well, well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I, 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 I bet you your mom went to Chinatown and got you the knockoff. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't playing Duck Hunt. He was playing some like space. Viewer well, I remember. Something. I mean, I remember. You know, when Transformers. Oh, this is it this. Thing? Oh, it is a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I just. I think I just found it too. Konami's laser scope. Is that what you're laser talking about? Scope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, someone in our chat just threw it up there too. So. Is that a legit thing? Though? Is I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. It appears. To, it appears to be a thing. Where do you put your face? <laughs> wow, I've never seen this thing before. That is magical. This is this is the first time on the show. Josh N64. Josh has been stumped. That's never happened. I think in chat people can see right now the picture. That yeah. uh, it's wow. That is uh, that is something right there. Yeah, this huh. is a first. Yeah. So, and I had it in gray. Is that is that a knockoff thing or is it a real thing? Oh, it's, no, that, it's, it's from real. Konami. That's that's legit, man. That's questioning like, the integrity of my mom going to Chinatown. You know it's legit because it has the Nintendo seal, the quality seal. Oh, so you're trying to figure it out. I love our, the. Our were probably real similar, and they're very frugal. <laughs> probably did just went and bought the cheaper one. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No disrespect. It's like when I when I definitely I, got this second hand, so it's not even my mom's fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's probably worth remember, a fortune on eBay now. Around the same time, yeah. and I know this is slightly off topic, but Transformers was kind of like popping off. You know, yeah. the first cartoon, everything, and everyone's freaking out over it. And then my mom asked me you know, what I wanted for Christmas. And I said, oh, I want this Transformer sound wave. It's a Walkman. He's yeah. got tapes, turns into eagles and jaguars and stuff. Yeah. Amazing. His battery turns into a cannon. His little double A battery, like, it's dope, right? And then, and then she went to Chinatown and I got a knockoff version called Cassette Man. <laughs> Cassette Man. Someone Google that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember opening the box because the color, the blue wasn't quite, you know, it obviously didn't have the Decepticon stickers and stuff. And and the blue was like more navy blue instead of the actual blue. And then it said Cassette Man on it. Cassette. There he is. There he is. You know what I mean? He's pointing uh, to my screen where I've grown. <laughs> we need a mirror. Sorry, this is our first switch. No, you're good. You're yeah. good. <laughs> you're good. We'll, we'll so, 
Did she end up getting you the NES at some point? That's the real question. What's that? Did you end up getting the NES at some point? My mother would not allow that because prior, what predated that, and this is going to date me actually as a human, (laughs) there were these little like folding Nintendo games that opened. Yeah, Game & Watch? What? Game & Watch? Yeah, I guess that's what they're, yeah, and they worked in little like watch batteries and stuff and opened like this with two screens. So uh, we had Donkey Kong was an orange one. Oh yeah, and a greenhouse, which which you go around fumigating your greenhouse <laughs> of pests. Sounds legit. And so yeah, I mean, I would I would sort of pretty much start tuning out at every you know public family dinner because of these machines, and then my mom uh, said, "Yeah, this is affecting your ability to socialize." And then hid them from me. And it took me weeks to find out that she'd hidden them like in her sweater drawer, like behind this folded, you know, you know, cartridges and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I checked the linen closet. I thought to go into like the, the cardigan drawer or whatever, but they were there. And I eventually found them. And, did, uh, did you hide them so at that I, point so she wouldn't hide them again? No, she never knew I found them. I just, just hey, we we got to pause for a second. We got the first important question from the chat. Can can we get cassette man Easter egg and floor kids as DLC? Who's <laughs> <laughs> regular cassette man? Let's make it happen. Can we get him as a playable character? Right? Oh wow! Oh, there you go. Ooh, there you go, John. Challenge. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we could do some, some. <laughs> Just don't we make him look great. Work it out. What are his moves? If you're gonna ask for DLC, like you uh, rewind, <laughs> rewind. Yeah, obviously. Fast forward. Pause rock. The pause. Yeah. <laughs> eject. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's eject. Fast forward. Fast forward. Yeah. Yeah, you have to fast forward. Play reverse is like the hard one. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would look cool. Yeah, it'd be it'd be awesome. It's clearly too square. If you haven't figured out, John only draws circles. <laughs> mm. That makes sense. I'm giving away my secrets. <laughs> is that that's why every guy looks like a snowman? I figured it. That's that's basically <laughs> what's live. Fun fact. Olive is the only one that doesn't have a circle head. He has a cheek. (laughs) (laughs) So you know. (laughs) That makes sense. Well, you drew some of the the Nintendo... What was it? The the Nintendo reps? You drew them fairly Um, accurately. Well, everyone I met down at uh, PAX, everyone that... uh, You know, they they just did so much for us. They, They ran around and made sure that we were, you know, taken care of and that we were, uh, you know, given the spotlight. So I just want to, you know, give them a bit of a shout out in the game. You yeah. Know? yeah. And that, basically my mission was to put every single friend ever had in the crowd in this game. <laughs> I'm still not that's done. Awesome. Still the, the baby that's bobbing its head probably one of my uh, probably one of my favorites like in the, the grocery store in I the think. grocery store yeah that was yeah. I was cracking up at that one 
So when we when when we're doing, um, you know, like Degrassi season two or whatever, like you know, when the babies grow up, that's when it's going to get interesting. Did you did you just Degrassi season two? Is it season two? When did when did it when did it change? When did it change from like our era to like the to, well okay. Degrassi like, uh, is nobody's era. <laughs> we shouldn't. Come on, Drake in a wheelchair. Come on. I, I mean, well, I'm, I'm just oh, saying. Drake, Drake yeah. Degrassi is post. Oh okay okay. Yeah, our Degrassi. We we grew up with the first Degrassi. Yeah, that wasn't in America yet. It wasn't. I don't think so. We didn't get it till it was like Drake in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah, that's that's. I haven't even seen that. <laughs> but I, I, but the production quality was higher. I, I, I mean, the I guy, the guy from R. Degrassi, the, his name was Wheels. Is that what his name was? Was that what Drake's name was in the? In the uh, I don't know. Whenever I see, I just see the D or uh, Derek Rose and Drake side by side meme. That's that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> But so, this is extremely off so topic. So, kid, Josh, reel us back kid in. Kid Koala, what came after the Game and Watch? Uh, well, yeah. So, my mom wouldn't buy an NES for our household, but instead gave me 14 years of piano lessons. Okay. She says, okay, you want to do something with your hands? How about piano? Not quite as fun, but you, know, you had to battle other five-year-olds at, you know, tournament. Yeah. Uh, tournament. But it wasn't, it wasn't quite the same thing, you know. It's, Did you spend a lot of time at friend's house playing games scary. then? Yeah, I would go to my friend Kingsley's house, who incidentally now flies uh, commercial airliners. So, hmm. so he took that, those fine motor coordination. I kind of applied it to turntables and he went and is now like probably pushing the dials and right. <laughs> but um, so he had one, and the game we would play a lot. It was pro wrestling. Oh yeah. If you if you're talking about music that has earworms like no other, I would say pro wrestling. Um, I would play the Swamp Green Dude yep. thing. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. I just, I wasn't really paying attention that much. Do you remember? I don't know. It, I could look it up real quick. He had this move where he would kind of like chomp on your skull. Yeah. It was like super <laughs> annoying because, and so I would just, I would just constantly just like whatever they were doing, they had like some whole sequence ready and I would just like, ah, head chomp, whatever. And then my, um, so I, I basically would get kicked out of the, the ring there. The Amazon. Uh, the Amazon. The, that's right. It's exactly it. And I don't, that move, I just found it really funny. It's the same thing with strobes in, in Floor Kids. The strobe state power moves, actually, I don't know why. I just do that all the time, and I only get one star when I play <laughs> strobe. You know, I just want to see his animation. Essentially. Right. Yeah. It moves fast. But um, so there's that, and then there's uh, Castlevania. I think I wasted a lot of my youth either attempting to uh, finish that game or watch my friends attempt to finish that game. We've never finished that game, and and still, you know, there's a deep, deep void 
<laughs> Even as Tom, it's not too late. Yeah, just let I it mean, let it out, man. You're in a safe place. Probably find out like some hints, or you know, there's a, like there's a community, a support group. It seems like yeah. it seems like this is sort of part of this scene, right? Where you guys kind of like tell each other how to. But that's, yeah. we, we spend most I mean, of our time doing that, actually. That's, all right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So. So that, yeah, I remember that. Again, Castlevania, the music for Castlevania, first one. Love it. Amazing. Yeah, it's awesome, man. That's awesome. What did, was there any other systems like Super Nintendo or 64 that you got to play when you were younger? Uh, no, um, I, I, there was my friend Melissa, when I started going to college, had a Game Boy and I would steal her Game Boy and play Dr. Mario. That's what we're all leaving now. We're all forgetting the Game Boy. Yeah, that that, that was Tetris. fun, and then and then really, yeah. There's like huge gaps in my knowledge of console gaming, but I do now have an NES now. Finally, that I got a flea market, and I bought it. Nice to teach my daughters how to play Mario Brothers, but also to play. Um, these cartridges now that they make, they use the synth engine of the NES and they have a little like MIDI cable like that kind of hangs out. And so you, you plug it in, you plug it in your MIDI keyboard and, and you make all those tones oh, using nice. the actual engine. So I actually use it in the studio <laughs> for the music device now than uh, actual. Basically making chip tunes with the, with the Nintendo itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. cool. That's cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's one called the Chip Maestro. Okay. Yeah, it's a cartridge. You know, they built it right on the cartridge, and there's a little MIDI cable. I used it. I used it on a couple of the tracks in the arcade. Okay. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. That that's cool. I'll, I'll have to listen for that for sure. What? Yeah. So, what are you playing now? I'm assuming you have a Switch. Do you play any of the games on there? I have a switch. I've been trying to finish floor kids. Cause this guy keeps making fun of me. That. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, just, you're in the game. Hard. You're, you're in I'm the game. Just, you can't not beat it. I'm in the game where <laughs> So you haven't even made it to yourself yet. <laughs> I, I apologize for spoilers. spoilers. You Did you, I took, you drew me. You in the, <laughs> Real question. <laughs> um, yeah, like I just yeah. I mean, I just wish there was more like fumigating of pests. That's like something I know how to do, greenhouse style. Yeah, yeah. The Donkey Kong cool Three. That's what game. you're looking for. Yeah, jump left, right. I got yeah. that. Yeah. Turntable one, turntable two, cross fader. Right. <laughs> you're, you're good there. Like 18 buttons on the switch. I don't, you know. <laughs> too many too many i know which one goes back to the menu though that one uh, I'm on the, and then one that pauses the game that i hit all the time by accident pause which doesn't even look like a game. it doesn't even look like a button it looks like a tiny little like, like a mini d-pad right the plus sign <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like up here somewhere i'm like what, what do we do right is it the the start button <laughs> <laughs> which one's the start button's on the bottom right no, Come on now. Nope. <laughs> but good, no. good, good try. That's the home button. But no. John, John, how about you, man? John, John, what are you playing on the Switch? Yeah. What are you playing on the Switch? Um, 
I'm still playing with the with the dev kit. Actually, I have a. I only have you haven't bought one yet. Right yeah, but okay. Switch. Here's my Switch Christmas story. All right. All right. Cool. So, <laughs> LA. I'm at my sister-in-law. You know, we're visiting my sister-in-law's family because we share this. Well, we have one dev kit here in Montreal because we're on a budget. And, <laughs> and then um, he wanted to keep it for the holidays. So then I'm like, okay, it's cool. I'm going to L.A. I'll just pick one up in L.A. So so first thing I try to do is I go to Target. Um, and there's these kids, these four, I don't know, like nine-year-old brothers or nine, 10, 11. And they're all pooling their gift cards together, right? <laughs> Trying to like rack up enough gift card money to buy this switch. Yeah. And I'm looking in the, in the showcase and there's literally only one switch there. Oh. So how evil would I be if I were just like, <laughs> just <quickly>. yoink. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not the Grinch. Right. So I'm just going to just sit. Yes, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just kind of just waiting to see how many gift cards they actually had. Because if they didn't have enough, then that's that, and they would move on, and then I would just grab that switch. But um, the mother showed up, and it became like this whole discussion where the youngest kid was maybe five, <laughs> and let's just call him Mike, not because of Mike, but just because <laughs> Mike. You know, always call the young. <laughs> so then the mother's like, "You know, Mike, Mikey's never going to play it. He's too young." And then the other, but meanwhile, the um. But he, you know, the five-year-old also had a gift card, which was real hard currency in the situation. So yeah. the, the older brothers were, like, trying to coerce the kid, the younger brother, into, like, throwing his card into the pot. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. And then he's like, no, nah, you know, I actually want some Star Wars stuff. And they're like, ah, oh, come on. There was all kinds of like, <laughs> intro-fat familial bullying going on here. And I was just sort of just standing there hoping, um, you know, whatever, one way or other, this would resolve. Either they buy it and I move on to another shop or they don't and I pick it up. Anyway, so, so they go to the Star Wars aisle and then um, the gentleman who was, was serving them takes the, the switch box up to the counter. He's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll wait for you at the cash with this. And, then, and the mother says, okay, yeah, he's just going to go look over here, but we're probably going to buy this thing because it actually comes with, the, it was a special version that came with the game and Mario Odyssey and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, so I'm, I'm kind of just hanging out and it turns out the guy opens it to do a quality check. It was a return. And then he says, Oh um, no, now I have to break these kids hearts. Right. And he said, and I was like, why do you have to break these kids hearts? Dude, it's like Christmas. And, it, and um, he says, because the, the card that had the Mario game on it, had been scratched and then returned. So he, he uh-huh. didn't was allowed to sell it again because it was supposed to be the special Mario Odyssey version that came with the game. So so then he went and, t- and told the family, you know, I can't actually sell this to you because it's supposed to include this game, but somebody's already, like, used the voucher, so you're not going to get the game. And then the mother says, well, how much is the game? And then... He said, well, if you buy it on cartridges this much, and she's like, what? And then, so basically, they weren't going to buy it. Then meanwhile, I'm like, well, you know, really, it was just my mother-in-law wanted to see Floor Kids, so that's why I was trying to buy the Switch. <laughs> 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 I like, so I walk up to him, and I'm like, dude, 
it doesn't really matter to me that that it's our, the voucher is gone. Like, why don't, why don't you just sell this to me as an open box or whatever? And you know, maybe cut a little discount, or whatever. But I don't really care that it doesn't have a thing. And he basically had to call his superior, call his superior, call his superior. And uh, like half an hour later, he said, "Sorry, I just, it's a mandate. Like, we can't sell this to you at all." And so it was it was a good like oh. hour and a half uh, <laughs> for so, nothing. Well, trying to find the one switch. In Los Angeles, um, but then I did find one the next day. Uh, I went to Best Buy, no promo, um, yeah, and, not a sponsor. And they were, <laughs> it was empty. The whole switch section was empty, as in most of the <laughs> Toys R Uses that we visited. Everything was like, you know. And then he said, "Oh, if you want, maybe there's." One front you should ask the guy at the front of the store so i walked to the you know the guy that checks your bags and stuff and i was like hey they told me to come up here and ask you if you guys had a switch like just one like last one kicked around and he just literally laughed in my face like <laughs> that's it and then but then he looked over the pile where it's supposed to be and then he said actually i think this is your lucky day and then he found one. Oh, nice hmm. great so happy for it yeah. so if those if that family was next to me, I probably would have just bought it for them because the kids would have like freaked out, right? So can I can we go back to the, the Target story? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I I was totally expecting there would be some like happy ending there. And yeah. it just kept getting worse. Like that that no, was not what I was boring. expecting. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes so reality hits. Sometimes, yeah. it's, sometimes it's more like a one car wife film. All right. Well, unresolved, you know, and in there. So, Mike, Mike, what are you playing on this? Th- yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, John. <laughs> All right. Um, what are we talking about here? What is this? I, I was we're, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. All right. right. I was playing Zelda and I was uh, nice. I was doing awesome and I was just about to fight Ganon and I went on like a big, you know, resource collecting thing, building ancient, getting ancient arrows ready, like ready for the fight and and all that stuff, put all my hours in and then my kids erased my game. So no. I, uh, <laughs> and that's, I haven't been hours. able to. I know, I know. I haven't been able. I started. I like started for like fifteen minutes. And I, was like, and I was like, no, I can't do this. So um, I don't know if I'll ever actually beat Ganon, oh, uh, no. but we'll see. Maybe no. one day when I'm put the kids to work. Say, come on, back, <laughs> yeah. back to where I was, kids. My I need kids them. are so cute. Yeah. Kid. So, so I switched over and I'm playing Odyssey. Um, there you go. And I yeah, beat Bowser. So there you go. Nice. I, like, I was like, nobody touch this. I'm gonna like <laughs> at least get through, through Bowser, and then so. Um, so what am I? Yeah, that's and that was just you know last weekend. So, um, I'm really yeah, sorry. Of others. Wait, can everybody in chat just hit F to pay respects for Mike and his uh, <laughs> his deleted game? Like, how many hours are we talking about here, Mike? I don't know how long that takes. I don't know. I like. It's got to be over a hundred hours, right? Yeah, you can sink hundreds of hours yeah. into Zelda. I mean, at yeah. least one hundred and twenty. So yeah, I think and that was during that was during our crunch time. I remember we were out there? 
Yeah, uh, that was uh, what that happened. I think you just kind of came in dejected. <laughs> that's that's how Mike finished coding the game. He's yeah, like, exactly. well, I can't play Zelda, so he was like telling the story. He's like, I think one of my kids was showing my other kids, like, look at this. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh. I don't know how that happened, but uh, anyway, just for my information, how is it you? Can someone tell me how you accidentally erase the game so I don't do it? I you have yeah, to I mean, hit delete file and then hit yes, you know, typically. Yeah, it's so, not something you can easily do accidentally. I mean, if it's possible. I've had kids. Yeah, so do I went it back, I went back in and I like and there was a save, but it was I guess they they like went back several saves and started from there and then played for a while, I guess. And uh, yeah. Somehow resaved. Oh, they yeah, wiped over your save or something. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it actually wasn't gone completely. I was, but I was like way, way like it was uh. old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So let's talk so about let's, fun things. Yeah, let's bring the mood back. Let's bring it back. We had that Target story that I'm still crying about. It's been a hard year. Yeah. Man, I want to find that family and like buy a switch in front of them. Your save saved over your wrong save. I'm trying to think of what that looks like if it was a flesh wound. If there's like it was like one callus, then you wanted to go back to, the, and then it grow like one layer of skin grows over that, and then you dude, happy thoughts. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go to our first question. What do you think? Should we do it? You guys ready to talk about the development of floor kids? You guys ready? We haven't gotten any questions yet. Let's get one. Yeah. So you, these dudes made a game. Yeah. <laughs> so four kids. <laughs> I'm very hopeful now. Like I want to make a game. I feel like I can do it now after just this last half hour. So we're yeah. you know we're you we're, 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 we're halfway it. there. We're halfway there. Yeah, exactly. So four kids, one of the most unique uh, games on the eShop, especially in terms of art, gameplay, music, like. Where did the idea come from? Like, kind of just like break it down for us. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> from here, more of the frontal lobe of this. Day. Uh, I, I would say when I'm talking about where did the idea come from, it's kind of like batting ideas back and forth until we got to somewhere where. It could be like, oh, this could be this, or this could be a show, or it could be a game, or it could be something. So I feel like I just started animating these characters, which were already sort of my style of characters, or one one of my styles of characters, which, as as Eric said, uh, I only draw circles. This is kind of a funny story. So I went to animation college, and uh, we were all like, kind of the best from where we were every high school kind of in this one school and we were all like kind of eyeing each other on the first day trying to like size each other up and try to impress the teacher and draw as good as we could or whatever on the first day and the teacher was like okay we're gonna warm up with circles you know just start with circles on your page just warm up for a bit and then i'll come back and then we were drawing circles for like an hour or something. He never came back. And then it was like, 
yeah, now draw circles the other way. <laughs> huh. just yeah, like, he just kept, <laughs> he just, for four hours was a four hour, like, lecture course or whatever. Just drawing different ways of drawing circles. He was like, you think you're going to, you think you're going to learn something today? You don't even know how to draw circles yet. And then maybe that clicked in me. So I can kind now of draw, can't draw anything. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, like the, you know, I started animating these B-boy characters. It's like one character was kind of based off of my moves and my style, like against you know, battling against another character. Olive was a, a really good friend of mine. We were practicing a lot at the time. So I animated these, these characters. Um, tested them and then I showed them to Kikwala and he was like what? He, he kind of had this like he wasn't even like reacting he was just kind of silently well you processing know, you know that scene in the <laughs> yeah. you know that scene when the detectives go into this like weird you know reclusive cabin and then they see all this like weird like serial killery stuff on the walls <laughs> and you just have to process it let me lay here. Here's an example. Where's the camera on this? Oh, you can't. I need mirrors. I need mirrors. No mirrors. He just left. For those of you that are just listening, he just got up. He's looking for a mirror right now. So, good fall is gone. He may rip one off the bathroom wall. We don't know. We're not Can sure. We turn what's... the computer around without unplugging everything. <laughs> I want to show them this board here because this is. I remember seeing this. Take... And this is how oh, we yeah, lost John John. And... <laughs> no, 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 no. They need to see it in the context of the wall. <laughs> Just look at it. Just look at it like drawing. Okay. Or... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> we did a little collab and then. It was like this little short animated film that we were sort of putting on the internet. And then we met Mike because uh, Eric kept saying like, we should make a video game. And I was basically like, how are we going to do that? Because like you just saw us talk this whole time. We don't know anything, right? Like we're like the dumb and dumber <laughs> of the video game scene. Guilty. So- Guilty. He was like, yeah, man, we can make this a video game. And like, but watch don't me look at me. Like, I'm, I'm about to outsmart the computer right now by taking a picture of the wall <laughs> and putting the image on my phone in front of this camera. You know, to get so people know what I'm talking about. It's like Inception. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk over. We'll talk over this. So basically, Mike. When Mike came into the picture, everything became like this could be very possible. So, and so how did how did you meet Mike? Was he were you guys looking for a dev, or did you guys just happen to know I, each other? I have to say, Mike. This is what this dude's wall looks like. Okay, that's not the, that impressive. I, I'm not saying it's impressive. I'm saying <laughs> I see circles. I, was I, like, I see circles. Yeah. Like Marty was like, my heart broke a little bit. I'm like, dude, this guy is like really breaking it down, especially this page. <laughs> This page, this page just hurts me to my core. Like, look at this. That page wow. was done in order to teach Mike and <laughs> where where the internet. Yeah, really? so let me jump in. I'm uh, yeah. So yeah. 
Where, so, where'd they find you, Mike? Where'd they find you? Um, yeah, I think Twitter. I mean, like, you know, I'm a big fan of Kid Koala. I've always been following him. So, so he he sent a shout out once he saw some of these uh, these like little short animations of, of Johns and and I was instantly drawn. We said yes, and then somehow um, did a double take when we saw all of the you know John and John and Eric just sh- showed us a, a little picture of all how all the moves transition into one each other and. Um, so there are now in the game, I had no idea this was going to happen, but now in the game, there's about a thousand, at least a thousand drawings per character. And then there's, you know, a bunch of characters and, 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 and actually that, that's what kind of drew me into it too, is like a puzzle, you know, it's like playing video games, like a puzzle, making video games is kind of like a puzzle too. It's like a, um, and, and trying to put all these, make a system to put all these, these images together and transitions from any point any frame to any other frame and then make it interactive and make it controllable that was pretty pretty uh pretty engaging puzzle to pretty engaging game to try to figure out the making of this game but yeah we were we i was uh i was living in montreal back then and montreal is a small community if you're uh an english speaker and in the creative space and stuff like that so we we bumped into each other and um yeah, we went out for some some food um, with there's with always, uh, there's always food. Yeah, that's good food. Um, and uh, and yeah, we just managed to pick it up off the ground. We got some funding from the Canada Media Fund because we're in Canada, and uh, Canada Media Fund supports wacky projects like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That was good, and uh, they managed to yeah. So they fund they help us they help fund these these weird indie projects that wouldn't otherwise um, exist. And I don't know if I've seen too many other games like this that are just um, well breakdance games. There's few and far between for those, and hand animated things like this are uh, yeah. It was uh, it was an intriguing original concept that that I I still love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I only work with crazy people, and this dude is like the—he's like literally the only dude crazy enough to animate, you know, hundreds of transitions and thousands of frames per character and all these moves. And he's the only one who could probably do it because he's a b boy himself. Mm. He's not even doing it from like watching reference videos. He's actually just just doing it from memory. Meditating and being like, this is a torque and the rotation and the angle, blah, 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 blah. And then he just starts drawing. And then, first of all, I slide straight under the the door every now and then. I'm like, dude, you got to eat. He's like, I'm in the zone. Let me tell you something. I mean, I call. We went equally to 7 Eleven on those runs. And I know. I know. I can hold my own. (laughs) What I'm saying is, I. My first album was called Carpal Tunnel Syndrome because for turntable nerds, when you practice that much, like, on the cut all the time, you eventually start breaking down all the, you know, nerve endings in your wrist and stuff. So it was kind of an inside joke, like, you know, chill out. But we know, like, we were walking around with extra faders in our pockets because we would get nervous if we weren't, like, working on our technique or something while we're sitting on the bus or something. You know what I mean? So at one point, you realize your life's a bit out of balance. 
Anyways, <laughs> on to John. What I s- <laughs> so John was animating these things, right? And he's realizing he's drawing. Here's his Wacom tablet. He's like drawing, drawing, drawing. And then at one point, you're like, you're telling me, you're like, yo, my wrist kind of sore. So there's that. I'm like, dude, yeah, you need to take breaks. And this is not that's no joke. You know what I mean? Like, go go skateboard, go do something else, come back to it. Don't just like crank on the on that drawing all the time. And you know what this dude did instead? He learned how to draw with his left hand. Huh. <laughs> so this is what he's doing. He take breaks, start animating with his left hand. I'm sure, like in a year, he'll be this is- he'll have two way contacts like this. <laughs> I am the animation master. Anyway, this is like partially. Dude true. is crazy. It's partially true, guys. So that that's that's what I'm saying. It's like we needed to, I needed to kind of find this motley crew of insane people. And and he's the crazy enough one to kind of spark this thing. But let me tell you, Mike is the is the only like code head who's crazy enough to take on something like that and be like, okay, there's over a hundred transitions between all the eighteen moves per character over a thousand frames and this blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? So yeah, the story a, with Mike was So like- Mike was up for the up for the challenge and the, and you know, I'm really I can't I can't say enough about Mike and Hollow Labs and the match and and Philippe, the designer, right? And Roger and all the, like, they all really just took this really messed up, insane idea and actually pulled it off, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty psyched about it. Yeah, one, one story I remember with Mike was how he was, like, learning the B-Boy logic in order to build the first system. The first system was like hand hand built. So that's why that drawing where every frame was printed out and linked up in the frame number and which drawing could go to which move because the way I animated it, it's it's not like the okay, they got it. No. <laughs> I don't think they do. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Because like, I've been looking at it for a year and I still don't get it. There's only like <laughs> four moves on here, so it's not even. There's only four moves, so you've got like pages of that. No, I, I mean those are all in the system. It's just to explain it to someone else. Like, okay. so basically, it's not just the draw. I feel like it's not the, just the drawings that give the value. It's the fact that these moves look real, or they look realistic to me, at least. Because I know what they're supposed to look like. Because I show up to the practices and I'll I'll watch how people do their moves and I'll learn for myself. But then I get that embedded in my head, like in terms of like how it's supposed to look. So when I animate it, if it's like a windmill, I've figured out that there's got to be three rotations. In when I animate the cycle, there's one windmill, second windmill, third windmill, and then it links up in a loop. So there's three actually in there. So that means there's three exit point animations and three entry animations to any other move that exists in the system. So that's very, very like complex. And and for somebody who doesn't look at break or, you know, do animation, like I got to break that down. So Mike built that system by hand for the first engine where it was like, if this drawing frame number, you know, 12 from windmill, then what? 
it can either go out, it can continue, it can stop, it can do this. He built this system look like the internet. Like when I was like, he built the internet. Actually. I was like zooming in and like panning over. And then I was like, why did you duplicate this? He was like, oh, because I thought that, that no, no, like it can be like this. And then he's like, oh, okay, that would make it easier. He like built this whole thing. And then I would zoom in and then, and then when the second character came, it, it felt like he started building it. And then um, he kind of had an idea. I think it was you and Amesh, right? You, yeah. you Amesh, Amesh, Amesh is uh, our lead programmer, coder, brilliant, genius dude. Uh, and he, he figured it out that it would all be uh, based on the file name. So it would just, whatever, and whatever input if you were trying to do this move, okay, I'll rewind one sec just to compare it to fighting games in terms of animation, like in Street Fighter, there's always an idle. So you do a move, you do a punch, and you get back to idle. And then you do a kick, you're back to idle. So it makes the animation system a little bit more simple than what's happening in the breakdancing because mm. you are... Wherever you are in the dance, you will have to go to that move directly. You can't go back to idle. Otherwise, it won't be good. It won't, look good. Like it won't be good. It won't be true to the, to the dance art form. So that's why these transitions are so much more complex and so much more. It, it has to be a very, very thorough system that has lots and lots of bridges and branches. So in order for that to work, Amesh and Mike figured out that it'll just sift through the quickest path. So to get you to this move, even if there's no direct path, it'll go through two other moves to get you there. So they huh. kind of just came up with it, and they didn't yeah. have to do it by hand. They just let me animate it, and then as long as I numbered it correctly, then I didn't have to do all these sheets of paper. You know, it was yeah. just weird. And uh, I think that's part of their genius is, like, trying a couple of things they did it they did it by hand to understand it and then they figured it out yeah so there's a question in the chat too asking if it's a bunch of like if statements or if it's a big flow chart and it's it's kind of neither it's it's uh it's a big data structure a big um graph of of frames that can connect and there's branches and you know there's bunch of loops and interconnections and stuff like that we just have algorithms that can find the shortest path between two frames so if you're putting in a button or inputting something with the joystick um the system will just go search through the graph to find the shortest path to that whatever you asked for and and it'll it'll find it so that might be just like a really short connection or it might be um a long connection that as john said goes through several several other moves to get there and then so we uh, actually had to look through and sort of um, assign lengths. We have like this awesome system that Amesh wrote that uh, finds all the longest paths. And then we asked John to sort of redo transitions um, to make shorter transitions between those. So eventually we sort of reduced the length of all the transitions. So now to get snappier controls and make it faster and faster. So you can kind of go from anything to anything else. So did, did you and your team custom build? The engine or did you yeah i mean we okay. use unity uh like everyone most people use unity yeah. so um but the animation engine is all custom yeah very cool what i want you guys to uh tell me what it was like when you got to finally play an early build of the game and you got to see your vision on the screen like what was that like 
<laughs> I mean, uh, I remember when in the first few development meetings with, with Mike and his guys, when Mike's studio was still here in Montreal, and I would just like, you know, hike up to where he was. And then we would talk a lot about the concept of, you know, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do, because I remember like, Early days, people were talking about like, is it going to be mocap? Is it going to be that? And I was like, no, no, you can't do that with hand drawn, right? And so it was a lot of talking. And then I just went home and I did three, I did three line tests of three moves. One was like indie step, and then swipes, which is a power move, and then backspin. And then I remember one of Mike's coders the next day had it thrown onto. Back then, it was a. It was a, it was an iPad and they had one that was tapping one that you could slide back and forth and one that you could spin. And I lost my mind. I lost <laughs> like, like I remember there was more talking, <laughs> more discussion. And I was just like taking pictures from my phone. I was like texting. I was like, Oh my God. Like, I, I lost it. Everyone else was just like, yeah, we could do this that and i was just like whoa this is the greatest so i just went home and i animated more stuff and just we just kept pushing it now when we were talking about the first time getting it on switch um that was that was like porting the game over we had for more and so it wasn't quite it wasn't there it was like we had so much work to do to get it to where it is now but i think the first time getting something that we're really happy with was was like not too long ago, and it was really, really amazing. It's the best feeling, probably. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. Or yeah, I think the best moment for me was not like just seeing the animation, but you know, like the first time I could touch something with my finger and go from one move to the other and then back and then back, like forward, back, forward, back, and like see like it kind of, the character kind of like drop down and come back up and, and just kind of uh, play back and forth. That was awesome. And then I think, yeah, like when you, you just mentioned uh, the first time that you saw it on switch, the first time we had buttons and like a joystick uh, was, was such a breath of fresh air. I like I all of a sudden felt like this is a game now. Um, yeah, we had a, we struggled for a while with the the mobile version. That's what we started. That's what the first idea was for making this game mobile, and it it worked pretty well. We made made a cool system to sort of dance with your fingers, flick down, and spin around with your finger and stuff like that. But um, something never felt quite right with that. Once we once we started developing for the Switch, it it all changed, and it felt just felt better. It, everything cemented, and yeah. So, so I'm going to transition that into one of our other questions. Why did you guys choose Nintendo? Like, you could have took the game anywhere. What was the draw to Nintendo? Um, I don't know. I for for me, it was a bit of the history with the Nintendo. Um, that it just I don't know the the nostalgia of it for me felt right. There's a little bit of nostalgia in Floricades. I don't know if you guys can pick up on it, but you know. <laughs> kind of like old school hip hop yeah. um and uh i don't know if it's uh, dated in any i don't know if it has a particular era that it comes from but um 
but there is a nostalgic factor that it the sort of uh the all ages aspect of Nintendo fans also felt quite right and we wanted to make this pretty accessible and that was pretty important to us that kids can play but adults too and all across the board and that I don't know. Nintendo it just felt like a Nintendo game. <laughs> it does. Somehow. I don't know. <laughs> don't forget they they pretty much found us, right? Like they came yeah. Like Kirk, who's in the crowd, uh, who I, I didn't know. I think Mike knew Kirk ahead of time, but Kirk just showed up to one of our events. It was at MIGS pretty much almost a year ago from last MIGS, like pretty much a, a year ago. He, he just showed up to our booth and was just, he just got it. He just loved it from the start. He loved everything about it. He didn't even really need to try. He just wanted to sell us on the Switch, which, surprise, I didn't know what that was at the time. This was, like, before it had come out, and there was, I think, a trailer out, but I had not seen it. I was really more just, like, kind of the same way. I was more uh, starstruck by Nintendo. Nintendo is interested in this what Um, pretty much yeah a a very similar kind of maybe i don't even maybe because i stopped playing games so long ago i forgot you know how much those nintendo games have probably internalized their influence on me and then that all kind of all of a sudden just came back and was just sort of like wow this is really really great and they're they were really kind of chasing us for a bit and then we just wanted to figure out what the deal was and then figured out what the deal was it was kind of just like we're just moving ahead with that like it, there wasn't any other thoughts i don't think where i was like let's let's uh, no, like, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, it was just pretty much from that moment we we were already <clears throat> trying to get this out there as soon as possible like we'd already delayed launches for mobile and it was from the moment that we decided we we're going to be on Nintendo, it was like a sprint. And there were so many things to get done. And then, you know, even all these features that people are, are requesting now, they're all features we wanted from the start. We just have not uh, had the time to get them all out there. But we definitely thought them thought of all of them, you know, even ones that people haven't thought of, we thought of them. But... So we're just kind of, we figured we would uh, get it out there with this like kind of basic but good version, hopefully, you know, and, uh, but I don't, yeah, yeah I don't build know from there really. It's pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing I, I learned about games, even talking to Mike and, and believe I, mean, I come from, you know, in the, in the music world where it's like, okay, there's your release date, there's your album, it's out, and then that's it. You know, you don't patch it, you don't add extra chords, you don't change the lyrics of three, you know, you just kind of like, <laughs> but then they're telling me, and oh, and this seems great, you, you, put, you put it out, people play it, you build a community, they give you ideas, you know, they, they request things, you try to, you know, work with that, you try to work, this, and you keep building it together with this bigger community. 
And that's, that's something that honestly um, has been really kind of exciting and inspiring for me to witness, to know that, oh, when, when they're into it, they're, they're supporting it. They have these great ideas. Let's try to get this in for the next patch, you know, like, and, and um, kind of it's it, the community like grows the project after that. It's not just like in music, it's like, oh, you, you do the album, it's out. You do a tour, you get tired of the songs, and you make another album that's totally different or something. No, this is something that you can kind of. I I think you just found a new oh. idea for the music industry, though. DLCs yeah, for right. upcoming records. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Spotify, how hard could that be? <laughs> yeah. So. Guys, I, I, we want to be uh, uh, cognizant of your time, so we'll, we'll try to wrap this up pretty quick. But there is there is two questions I want to get to. The first is, what was it like when you saw your game showcased uh, or shown on the Nindy showcase? Like, what was that pretty surreal? Like, what? Like, just kind of walk us through that. Those those screens that our trailers were playing on were about the size of a building. Yeah, it was like an IMAX screen size. It was inside of uh, what's the what's the name? The Mopop. It used Mopop. to be called the Experience Music Project in Seattle, but now it's called the Mopop. I guess Museum of Pop Culture. I guess mm. it's a massive space, and uh, they had us up on the top floor for an interview. But and our booth was like downstairs, but they had all the trailers playing, and they also had Twitter feeds next to the trailer so we could see all the comments like on the huge all oh, right screen yeah. and um and it was it was pretty insane just all the lineups and also a lot of the tweets were like, i'm about to eat my arm in this lineup all oh, right because it's taking so long because there's so many so many people lining up these games it's just like it's funny reading people's tweets but yeah. And are you talking to, just to be, be clear, you're talking about the Nindies uh that we're talking about the Nindies event uh at the PAX. Nindies. You might be ta- you might have asked the question about the Nindies showcase, the video the 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 video that Nintendo uh put out, right? Like is that what you're asking about? Yeah, but yeah, I loved hearing about the I loved hearing about the other stuff too. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Those like, two things happen pretty close together, right? Like they they sent out the uh the Nindy showcase video about a week before PAX. So yeah, that's right. Um and then they and then they hosted this this Nindies at night event, which they do um uh the the night before PAX, pretty much I don't know how long they've been doing it, but it's been been a few years. So this is I highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't been and wants to go to PAX uh, West at some point in time in Seattle. It's a go one night before and go to the Nindies event. Yeah. You might have early, to so you don't have to stand in line, though. Right. I don't want to chew my <laughs> yeah. arm off, right? Yeah. 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 So we have, uh, I want to get one, at least one listener question here. And this is from, uh, he used to be the co-host on this show. Um, he's formerly known as Destinot. He goes by hatred shaped like a man now. So, um, right. we're, we, we feel for him. We're, we're, yeah. Anyway, uh, the question was, what was the one thing that broke your heart to remove from the game? Oh, interesting. 
for me, uh, it was the touch controls, which mm. were uh, which were legacy from the original mobile version because it had like a really cool fire tracer effect to show like where your finger went. Mm. Um, but the thing is that it had actually conflicted with the proper direction that we ended up going with for our buttons controls because we were actually trying to keep them parable. We were trying to keep them uh, the same concept, conceptually, I guess. And I don't know, this is kind of too too detailed within the internal development of the project. But basically, once we cut the umbilical with the touch, which was pretty much just me, I think everyone else was like okay with it. But um, yeah, that, that hurt. But I definitely would love to see it in the future. Yeah. But. I'll, I'll second that to some degree. I mean, we also had uh, a pretty cool um, rhythm game with touch uh, targets. So uh, kind of uh, Osu style or elite beat agents for those of you who played those those games. The round sort of circular targets that you can kind of hit with your finger. Some of them you have to sort of slide with your finger. Or um, So we had uh, a bunch of rhythm game um, a sort of alternative rhythm game style. Like a true rhythm, like a true rhythm game. Basically. Yeah, true rhythm game. And, right. Where and you... that, that was those two features, like the touch controls and that specific rhythm game mode, those were heavily designed by another designer that was on the on the team early on and at some point uh she left. Her name's Jody Allen. She's also uh, B-Girl Feisty from Montreal. So she was the other uh, you know, person from the break community that was on the team. And so she's a big part of, you know, rhythmic controls and rhythm. The rhythm element uh, came a lot from her. So I definitely want to give her a shout out there. But, yeah. But, you know, those things don't have to be lost forever, too. Like we might, uh, we might bring some of that stuff back. Um, not really sure. We are sort of... Uh, we have a, a few, everyone's asking for a practice mode. Um, so yeah. sort of trying to just respond to the community practice mode, a few streamers and people who want to sort of record and stream are asking for latency calibration tools for the rhythm parts. So we're working on that. Uh, I guess, I don't know if we had mentioned this or this was before, before we went live that, you know, there's some new um Venues that might show up at some point in time, some new tracks. So, so, so I'm going to rapid fire some questions. Josh probably going to kill me, but uh, let's let's do some rapid fire questions. And this is for any of you to answer. So, DLC, it's coming. Uh, with a good with a good strong feature like maybe that rhythm game, that new mode or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, on my end, for DLC, I'm working on a character. Uh, I won't say the name of the character, but they've got their 16 main moves now, plus a flip. So I don't know if, if I've even told Eric or Mike that, but uh, working on all the transitions. So that character is about 50%. Okay. Um, and then this guy's got... Yeah, I've got, I got a bunch of tracks started um we're gonna give 
Dell. So we're going to make three tracks. Got some other very special guests lined up that I'm not going to talk about yet. But Dell's up first. Those are the beats I'm working on right now. And then um, the soundtrack is coming out on vinyl and digital. Uh, You're killing my rapid fire questions. That was my. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Hey, so uh, vinyl, double vinyl, is that coming or? uh... Vinyl, yeah. It's it's been sent to the uh, pressing plant already, so I'm waiting for this. And then uh, John has to finish the artwork on on the on the record, and then uh, yeah, that that should be out in time for the in April and May. real quick can you talk about just the process of creating the music like what what was that like did you see venues and then you created stuff off of that or were they just like hey go make us 40 songs and we're gonna uh put them in here like what what was the what was that process i i saw like kind of concept sketches of of the venues rougher versions of it because john was mainly focused on that on the animation of the, of the characters, of the, what the playable stuff, that's where the meat was. And then for him to, uh, the, the kind of final polish on all the venues didn't happen in like probably like a couple weeks before we launched, right? <laughs> so, but that said, he, he'd already, you know, he'd drawn the map, he'd found these venues, you know, decided what the venues were going to be. And then. But also, know, we talked about the eras too, right? Like Mike. We were saying like you didn't know if it was a specific era, but we kind of like we talked like mm. like seventies and like eighties, two thousands into. So I know that you kind of had yeah, I kind of did pretty method, like you know, use old tube mics and tape delays and stuff for the seventies stuff, and you know, old Roland AP phasers and you know the, the battery powered ones just to get that that funk in there that way, you know. Um, as it moved into the eighties and the nineties, I just used like era specific samplers. Um, that's cool. That's be 1200s, eight bit samplers, 12 bit samplers, 16 bit samplers. Some of the menu music was done in stuff. So that was more like late nineties. So, so we kind of wanted a lot of that stuff represented. And I just kind of went method with the, the gear I was using, but musically, like I had, I had to play everything. Drums, bass, guitar, keyboards. Sometimes I had to scream a little like, wow! You know, like a little, kind of throw that in there, put it in a little 8 bit sampler, detune it a couple of semitones, throw it in, cut it off so it's like it came off a record. You know? Yeah. Um, we did that. I cut a lot of the stuff. Those are my daughters doing the countdowns. So oh. Everybody's head now. And the funny thing is, if you listen, because we've been working on this game for about three years, um, like on a track like Blueprints, which is probably the first one, I can hear a significant difference in the sound of their <laughs> voice to like the ones that we did, like Laptop, I did pretty recently, like just before launch. And um, yeah, I can hear that their, their vocal cords actually change. <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's kind of it's funny. It's a nice document of you. So, so you didn't just record them saying four, three, two, one once. They did it for every song. I yeah yeah. I was a bit of a 
a slave driver in the studio. <laughs> They're always like, hey, dad, what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, can you say, can you say show, show them what you got? And Ruby didn't have her syllables together. She said, show them what you got. And I'm like, show them what you got. Show them what you got. I was like, how about, oh. And then she goes, uh oh! Like no no no! Uh oh! Uh oh! Uh oh! Never mind. You know, you you grab the bits that that you can, and you kind of just arrange it so that so it's funky. You know what I mean? These kids, they they were also testing our game a lot from like early days. Mm -hmm. Remember, like like your your daughter Maple is like so good at the game now. Yeah, she's like yeah, she can pretty much smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so, physical release, special edition, any of that coming, planning, maybe with an art book or something crazy? I like the art book idea. I know, Mike, you did some research on the physical, right? Yeah, and there's some questions in the chat also. I think there's two questions already asking about retail. And, um, yeah, I really want to do that just for my own <laughs> And my own sake, I want the actual physical copy of it. Um, and it's actually not too bad. Nintendo makes it fairly easy. So we didn't, uh, we kind of spent everything we had making the game and had to just launch it. We, we, might actually because... make, we might actually make bootlegs, like just cut our own carpet <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> with a little handwritten code on it. There you go. Luckily well, for you, That'll Nintendo doesn't listen to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah I, I we've been we've been chatting about this and we wanted to put together some some packages of some some things so uh we get a physical copy uh i i don't know if that's gonna happen no no uh no promises here but um that would be awesome and with uh with some of this bundled content too like uh, john's got also all sorts of cool little drawings uh of the characters and and we made cards too. Um, I know that some people can't see this um, see this because they're just listening, but we have you know these 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 like play, playing cards, um, not playing cards, you know, like trading card style things, right? Okay. You actually see you see them in the game too, right? Um, Those are the move move deck or whatever. Yeah, the break deck, and so deck, there's yeah. uh, there's a. Uh, 128 card pack uh, set of, of trading cards that we're thinking of of packaging up as well. Mike, how do I get those? Um, you, you can't yet, but uh, <laughs> we're working on those. <laughs> They're not, yeah. So the idea, yeah, was always to try to make them physical. So make sure if you guys can do physical, you do a reversible cover, so we can we can decide which side we like best. You know. Oh, there you go. So I even got, uh, I can't remember the name of the company, but there's, there is a company that does like, uh, like limited edition runs of games. So like retro city rampage and because it was late, they actually shipped three different covers for that game. So you can decide which one you want to put in the, uh, in the book. So there's, you know, if you got extra art laying around, John, there's, there's plenty of places to put it. So, cool. <laughs> well guys, this has been a blast. Hey, is there any other questions that before we yeah, go, there's a, there's a big one. A lot of people have asked on Twitter and it's been in the chat a couple times online multiplayer battle mode. Is that in the realm of possibility? Um, we have been processing this request because it's come up a lot. Um, we're going to start, 
light and um, try to give some, you know, online leaderboards and stuff. So at least you can compare your scores with your your friends and, and challenge them that way. Um, yeah, we'd love to, but I can't promise that. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, so there's uh, no my end, I'm, on my end, I'm like, bang, I'm like, I want long line balls to play. Just kidding. Not like that. so completely unrelated last question kid koala um dell's not responding to me on twitter i've been asking can you confirm right here event three is already in process i don't want to wait 16 years again uh i you know i have done some turntable layers on a, a number of tracks already so i don't know what those will end up being but they were supposedly for the next Deltron. This was at Dan Studios, so um, there we go. I know uh, there is a track that features on the new Doctor Octagon album forthcoming that features Keith and Cubert, Dell, and I all on one track. Okay, that's, cool. That's that's been recorded. That's been math that that I, that's coming out on that album. Um, but the Del, the Deltron stuff, like, I think, I don't know, I, went, I don't know. There's a handful of tracks that I've already done one pass the turntables on already, but, um, they were, they didn't have lyrics on them yet. You know, Del likes to percolate and then when it happens, it's going to happen big. So, um, yeah. Stay All tuned. Right. <laughs> there it is. You heard it here first. Kid Koala confirmed. Event three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, online multiplayer battle mode. Yeah, exactly. So, last Floor Kids question. A hatred shaped like a man, formerly Destinot. Is Floor Kids 2 going to be called Floor Kids 2 Electric Boogaloo? It rhymes. It rhymes. It's nice. <laughs> I mean, is there a better name? I think we'd flip it, but <laughs> do like a, a side scroller time traveling floor kids. Floor kids to electric boogie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well hey guys, this has been an an, an absolute blast. Thank you for taking yeah. the time. Uh, thank you for making a killer game that uh, I've, I've enjoyed. Hate actually bought, I was streaming one day. He's like, okay, look, I need you to play this game. I'm like, I know I'll, I will. He's like, nope, I'll be right back. Gets back. I, I'm, I'm streaming. And he's like, text me. Here's an eShop card. Buy this game and, and stream it right now. I'm like, fair enough so and and i almost i almost trolled him i was gonna put the money in and then buy something else just to be like you know just that's immediately what i thought (laughs) so but we you know i played it on stream and started getting the hang of it i think i five starred one song i was like all right that's okay the rest were not so good but i got lucky on one uh later that night or the next day i can't remember um i had family visiting for the holiday and uh, we put that in with my wife and my wife, myself, my uncle and my aunt. And th- we were laughing and having just a great time doing the multiplayer. Like they had no clue. I mean, 
I literally just handed him a controller and said, go, you know? And so like the first time my wife's character fell flat on her face, like we were, we were crying. We were laughing so hard, you know, it was just, it's, it's, it's incredibly fun multiplayer. So I can see why so many people want to be able to do it online. But uh, even if, if you can get a chance to play it multiplayer, anybody that's thinking about picking this game up, that it, it just adds so much value to the game. So, um, Thank you guys for coming, for hanging out. Tell us all the places. Mike, we'll start with you. Where can people follow you and, you know, plug anything you want, whatever. Um, well, start at floorkids.com and there's a whole bunch of, you know, social media stuff there that you can go to the YouTube, the Twitter, the Instagram, um, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's the easiest thing to do. I'll just huh. leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> all right. John, John, how about you, bud? Uh, John John Animation. That's on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I also like do a lot of the Facebook on uh, you know on Floor Kids the Facebook page. And um, currently, I'm running the Floor Kids Universe on Instagram and also the Twitter. So I'm out there. Give him a shout. <laughs> and Kid Koala, how about you, bud? I'm mainly on Tinder. <laughs> Farmers <laughs> only. Fish. Yeah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, married with children. <laughs> so um, swipe left. I'm on uh, kidkoala.com, but state this like I said, we're we're about to go on tour April and May. We're doing the vinyl vaudeville floor kids edition show. We're gonna bring a traveling arcade of custom consoles that we built, so you can come early battle your friends before the show starts and then you know we're gonna mix up some of the, the music into the, the gig too so that's uh north america april may and then i think europe in the fall and uh yeah come on out have fun very cool hey how about you bud uh you can find me on our discord um the npc discord you can find me on twitter hate zero with an x um, I do want to say something special. If everyone tunes in next week, N64 Josh is going to speed run Just Dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That, that'll be happening. Never. Uh, guys, you're going to find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, all the places, N64 Josh. Um, remember, if you want to get yourself a free audiobook, it's audibletrial.com slash NPC. The chair I'm sitting in, opc.com. Use coupon code N64 Josh. And, of course, my Patreon if you want to get an extra podcast. So um, if you are enjoying these shows, all the reviews we can get, the better. Um, and I forgot, I want to mention this as I, I was reading through the reviews this week. If, uh, some people don't want to do discord or Twitter or whatever, if you want to just be, be able to email us, it's just N64 Josh at gmail.com. You can just email that. If you have a, um, a question or, um, feedback or whatever, N64 Josh at gmail.com. So thank you guys so much for listening and, uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>